Hey everyone, RTTV is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Defend yourself against DDoS attacks at expressvpn.com slash RTTV. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Elise. And I'm Barbara. And I'm Gus. And we're all <laughs> together flawlessly having a podcast together at home. Anybody, anybody go anywhere? Any, do anything fun over the last week? What's your favorite place that you visited that, that you went out to? Uh, I went to a different corner of my bedroom that I hadn't been to in a while. It was very fascinating. Uh, found an extra sock I had been looking for there. Uh, it's very exciting. I find myself spending more time like cleaning my backyard, like raking and uh, <laughs> mowing the grass and like just doing like stuff normally that I would be like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. It's like, ooh, that's an excuse to go outside and, and to do something. And, yeah. and like I'm out there and it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like I'm so, that's how desperate I am. I would be like, like 15 years out for you because I feel like we all are going to hit an age in our lives where we spend a lot of time just sweeping and raking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a thing i think that people just you get to an age and you just do yeah they do call it the raking years i think as you <laughs> yeah. sort of hit the twilight well, and then you play shuffleboard when you get into retirement because you've had a lot of practicing with this mm -hmm. motion yeah. That, yeah that makes sense which by uh, the way uh, shuffleboard is very fun that, that, that makes me want to ask you a question barbara exactly how do you sweep like this <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say sweep with one hand, just jerking you sweep? Yeah. the air. But uh, when I was out there this past weekend, I uh, I was like picking up a bunch of leaves and I was taking them to uh, another part of the yard to put them in a bag. And then I walked back to where the pile of the leaves were. And in like the five seconds I was gone, there was a bird fight happening where I where I was standing, where all the leaves were. <laughs> it was like, yeah, there were like five sparrows and a blue jay all fighting each other. And uh, I went For back what? to the pile. I went back to the pile of leaves and they all like exploded. I'd like, I was and like flew away and I looked around, I was like, what happened? And I looked down in the pile of leaves and there was still like one sparrow there that looked like it was hurt. Oh and, no. Yeah, I was like, did, were all those other birds just jumping this bird? And I bent down and looked at it. And uh, while I was looking at it, I was like, what do I do with this thing? It just like took off and flew away. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. So it's okay. Yeah, that was that was my excitement. That's okay. So that's the podcast, everyone. Uh, that's <laughs> the one thing that's happened to the four of us. <laughs> What do you think they were fighting over? <laughs> Worms. Oh, you know, okay. uh, who's going to be the king of the leaves? That's so I, I, a, I don't know if they were all life. fighting each other or if the sparrows were ganging up and fighting the blue jay or like who started it or like I so like I didn't know if I should feel sorry for this bird. Like, did it instigate the fight? Is this its fault? <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you know this one. This was an asshole. I mean, is it fault though in the animal kingdom? It's just animals being animals. Is there ever like a dickhead animal that deserved it? I think so. I think some of them are instigators for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like fronting I, on the other animals. Like goats. What's the, what's the biggest animal instigator that you could think of? Like, I don't know. Which animal I... do you look at and you're like, this guy's going to start some fucking problems up in here? Do you know, like, for example, our dog Benson will, if we go to do a dog park and other dogs start fighting, he will run over to intervene, except he starts barking at the dog that was being picked on. Like he gangs he's, up on the, the victim. He's victim blaming. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he runs over and he like start he starts and we're like, what are you doing? Like it's not like he runs over and he's like, back off. You know, he's he's in the mix and he's a I had a bit of a wildlife incident yesterday when a 
centipede or something just Ooh. fell out of a hole in my ceiling and I, it made like an audible thud on the carpet and uh, is it really sad that the first thing i think of is when you hit a rock in animal crossing and a centipede comes out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the correct. first place my head went to. <laughs> so i tried to trap it because I, I didn't want to squash it or mush it into the carpet so i just got a glass and i I put it under it and then I tried to like force a little bit of cardboard under the glass but I guess it, it sort of was freaking out it was running really fast around the glass and a load of its legs came off and oh. they were all kicking because they just come off the the body but there was like 20 legs that were just like hopping all over the glass and I just had to walk away I was like this is too much this is too much wildlife you have a cup of legs yeah, yeah a cup of, <laughs> a cup of legs and a, a, and a limping yeah. centipede I think the cat deals with it after <laughs> If I had to yeah, guess. and it was dark, so I like I got what was left of. I mean, he still had a ton of legs. Let's be fair; he was fine. But then I went outside and like sort of flung him outside. But the wind took all the legs, oh. and it, they were all in my beard and stuff. <laughs> oh, were they still time. moving in your beard? I don't know. I couldn't think about. It. I, like, <laughs> I don't know why that fucking gets me. Just disembodied legs. Yeah, it was from a horrible. Centipede. It's this this more. It, it's funny how unexpected things flying at you make you uh, react. This morning I was uh, walking my dogs and uh, who knows, like a moth or something flew into my head and I slapped my own face. <laughs> it's like I had, I had a smudge all over the lens of my glasses from like hitting my own face because some tiny bug flew into me. And it's like, that's the instant reaction is to hurt yourself. What do you guys do? Uh, and there was, there's a bug in your house. Do you kill it or do you try to bring it outside? What is like the general consensus in your household? I just chuck them out. If it's a yeah. fly, I'll try and swat Honestly, it or something. If it's like really not bothering or in a place of inconvenience, sometimes I just leave the bug, depending oh, on what really? kind of bug it is. Like if it's a spider and it's just sort of like in a corner or something, I might just leave it. And because not it's probably yeah. doing good work. Yeah, it's it's doing work out there. James and I actually, true story, this happened but days ago. He was sitting in front of his computer just behind me here, and a spider propelled from the ceiling. Like, um, like directly in front of him. Um, so much so that had he been like live streaming, it would have come down right in front of the camera. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I know. I was like, damn it. We're like we're parked in front of these things all day. You know, Rooster Teeth streaming all day and we couldn't, it didn't coincide. Yeah, it, that, it, it, that spider was taking its chance. It saw its opportunity to, yeah. to, to go out on the web. Oh. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to remind everyone, uh, if people want to join us in chat, we're watching chat. They can create a free account at roosterteeth.com. And uh, yeah. you can just join us in chat. I've got chat on my window right over here to the right. So if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm reading uh, chat to see what's going on. Dennis Trevor in chat have... says, a moth flew into his mouth once. Thank you for sharing that, Dennis. <laughs> Trevor and I have almost a complete opposite opinion on bugs when they're in our house. Um, for me, same with you, at least. Like, if I see a spider up in the corner, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, it's not bothering me. But if it's, like, yeah. crawling across the floor, I might smash it. Um, smash but if it's just it. whatever, doing its thing. But I'm under the, we're not the impression. My mentality is, this motherfucking insect invaded <laughs> my space. I'm going to kill it. Because it's on my property. But, and it's inside. But it doesn't know and how to read. It doesn't understand that. I don't care. It's in my space. I'm going to kill it. And Trevor's like, why don't you just take it outside? I'm like, it's just easier to just smash it. I also don't want to like handle bugs. It's easier for me to like approach it with a shoe, smash, and then throw it out versus like what? try to get like a piece of paper under it or something. How shit. do you deal with the goo? 
I swipe it up. So, <laughs> so you don't want to deal with an insect, but you want to deal with insect guts? I don't, I don't want to deal with a live insect because I'm mm. afraid it's going to like quickly skitter away onto me or something like in my face or like get stuck in my hair. Yeah, there's about a two it. second window where it's going to end up coming from the floor inside my mouth. it's gonna be there (laughs) you know trevor does this thing where he tries to make me feel bad about it where he's just like what what if that little guy was just looking for his family and he just got lost and made the wrong turn and entered our house and he was just trying to get back home and you killed him and i was like oh my god (laughs) just just sneeze so i I decided to google right here i'm looking it up i looked up what is the ratio of insects to humans the estimated ratio of insects to humans is 200 million to one. That sounds about right. Because you think lot. about how many little baby spiders are in one of those spider eggs. Oh. You know, we have all read Charlotte's Web. Yeah. We know what happens. There's the balloon, and then they all use their web as little balloons to, like, you know, I haven't read down. Charlotte's Web, but now I want to. Yeah. What? She got <laughs> what was like... coming to her. She got hers. <laughs> Oh, Barb, I wonder if you read Charlotte's Web, if you would have a completely different mentality when it comes to your relationship to insects. I probably would. I've seen, what's that? Is it James and the Giant Peach, where there's like a bunch of bugs that they're interacting with? I've seen that. And that just made me hate bugs even more because that movie creeped me out. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of bugs, did uh, did you bring murder hornets back with you from, uh, from Japan, Gavin? Look, I'm not having a very good year, all right? At the end of last year, <laughs> I made a video about the murder hornet. And I also said that 2020 should be the year where we do nothing and don't go anywhere. And now I'm worried about the other things that I've said in, at the end of last year that are going to come true. It's terrifying. You're some weird prophet. But yeah, those murder hornets are up in Washington State and what, they're like two inches long? How do, how do they make it? Do they fly here? Or are they just yeah. brought over in some... Cargo or something? Yeah, they have a layover in uh, Alaska on the way here. Now that people aren't flying, the flights are way cheaper. While murder hornets can afford to hop on a plane <laughs> and go over do? here. They're just they massive inflict? hornets. They're like this big, and they're known for ripping the heads off of bees. And I think they kill like sixty Don't people they have a year. Have a venomous yeah. stinger or something like that. Like if I heard, it feels like you're getting stabbed with like a hot thumbtack. Apparently, it's I really read. painful. But yeah. I heard it's also venomous. I'm not sure if there's truth to that, but I do know that they've killed people. So yeah, they'll they'll like go into a beehive and just start shredding bee heads and just ripping all the heads off, and they can kill like a thousand bees each or something, <laughs> something crazy. And then they get tired. <laughs> it's like, that's enough murder for today. <laughs> they it's go like home. an image I did not need in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw one on the, on the floor in, in Japan, not knowing what it was. But yeah, I, I, having seen one in real life, I would not. I would run from one of those, even though they're much smaller than me. I would peg it away from that oh, thing. You yeah. took a video of it like a, a foot away. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pay it. <laughs> To go away? <laughs> no, I was just using a $20 bill for scale. And he was walking all over it. Jeez, dude. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Do you think sorry. they were called the mur- like murder hornet originally? Like, maybe they kill because... Because of the stigma? Because of the stigma, yeah. yeah. They were like, fuck it, you're going to call me a murder hornet? Maybe I'll murder. 
Yeah, it's the same with the dung beetle. It was called a dung beetle, and it was like, I guess I'll find balls of shit to roll around. Yeah, it used to be, it used to be the manslaughter hornet, but then the charges got a uh, trump up. <laughs> yeah, this is making a murder hornet. <laughs> this murder hornet was driven to this life. Who planted the keys in the beehive, all right? Who did it? <laughs> so I'm we still have, not uh, over that show, by the way. The, I, I never watched season two. You uh, should. Okay. It'll yeah, make just, you even more angry. <laughs> yeah it's I, good I, I, it's, it's very good. does the second season follow the same people it does yeah but it's oh. it's more about um there's this woman kathleen zellner i believe her name is she's um a lawyer who specializes in wrongful convictions and they go through so many things about like how this was done there would be this type of evidence if if this is what they're claiming that would have happened it's very fascinating uh especially if you're like interested in murder cases or anything like that it's it's fascinating but it, it does make you more angry especially because the one of the cousins they looked at his computer and he had like search history and images saved on his computer of like dead women and corpses and and all these like really terrible disgusting things that like oh if he's clearly interested in this thing and then there's a dead woman all of a sudden on your property it just seems like there should have been more investigation done into this guy. And that, that guy's name? Murder Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it, I, just, uh, I feel like that's, well, that's one that I just missed. I, I really liked the first season and the second one came out. I don't know what happened. I just didn't watch it for some reason. I, maybe I got, I got plenty of time now. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Honey. You know that Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And you know how great it feels to save, but how does it feel to save with Honey? Same with Honey feels like sliding into a seat on the train just before the doors close, hitting every green light on your commute, finishing up your podcast episode right as you walk into work, or correcting someone when they're obviously wrong on this podcast, something I enjoy. Uh, Honey's super easy to use. Uh, anytime you go to most online stores, you just automatically look at it. It scans all the different coupon codes and tells you how much money you can save. Uh, Honey supports over 30,000 online stores like Best Buy, Macy's, Target. They're adding new stores every day. Honey has over 18 million users that have saved more than $2 billion. That's $2 billion saved for free. That's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Using Honey feels pretty great. Think of it as a little daily victory. Plus, it's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com rooster. That's joinhoney.com rooster. I was going to say, after this podcast, I think I know what you're going to watch. I've been watching the, the leftovers. Yeah, it's too it's too hot now. Raking's a morning activity. This time of day, forget about it. Pass out. Would you get into night raking? That seems creepy. <laughs> night raking. <laughs> the night raker. Yeah, that it's would like, be your moniker. It's like a Bond the movie. And you yeah, would say, like... raking is a morning activity. It would be your like. <laughs> It seems like that'd be it creepy. Like if you if you saw your neighbor doing that, it'd be like, why are they out there at night doing that? No, well now yeah. I would think, oh, if they're in quarantine, they're gonna do all things all times of day because we're all stuck at at home doing whatever. I don't so. know. I don't. I feel like I wouldn't want to do anything at night that looks like I could be burying someone. Like it's yeah. a similar <laughs> motion for, for burying. Well, raking a body. is pulling, and then burying is. See, I know True. that. <laughs> well, and then you have to have. I mean, like a specialty rake that has little headlights on it. <laughs> I do like you being the, the night raker, though. 
And it should have just a lampshade on the handle end, so you're always lightweight. <laughs> but I it's like, like one of those creaky ones that just like spins like this the whole time. I almost hit myself in the face doing that. I feel like uh, this is one of those infomercial products you see. It's like, have you ever tried raking at night? It's a mess. And then like someone just making a huge mess. It's like introducing the night rake and it's just got like headlights on it. Are you yeah. being accused of murder? Yeah, it's a guy. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just like, like the, the guy messing it all up would be just a guy like raking his china cabinet by accident. It's like, you need the <laughs> one with the lamp on it. See, I feel like you would, the night raker would like solve, he'd be a, a renegade, a rogue, that uh, a vigilante who solves cases. Maybe he solves the making a murderer case. Um, but he does it because he, when he rakes, he uncovers clues that like this the, all like <laughs> Police may not have seen otherwise. Like fibers that were too deep in the grass until he raked. Yeah, it was like under a thin step. layer of leaves. Yeah, he's got an intuition <laughs> for what could be raked to, you know. We found uh, a sparrow with boxing gloves on. Yeah. We're uncovering this day by day. Yeah, literally uncovering the truth. Oh my god, Night Raker. That's the next that's the next RT Direct show. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, gonna, as the rake. I'm writing it down right now as we, as we speak. Do you think if we had a rake in the store, anyone would buy it? After well, this conversation, maybe. If it's Night Raker branded. <laughs> yeah, it would say r raking is a morning. What, what did you say? Raking is a morning activity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, out of context, it sounds a little weird. <laughs> yeah. I just like the way that you said it with like you said it with such confidence and finality. Like, yeah, raking is a morning activity. Everyone knows yeah, it. Um, of course. We, we, no we don't doubt. live. We don't live out in California where there's decent weather. It's like once the sun passes a, a certain point in the sky here, you're like, oh, you do not go outside. Forget about it. It's we're, we're already Which, there. No, I mean, not we're going me, outside anyway. This makes me so depressed. Um, is that it's starting to get hot in Austin, which usually makes me really excited because it means swimmies and mm -hmm. uh, pool time, which is the best part about living in Austin when it gets hot. It's because, oh, there's always a pool around to go and hang out. And like now knowing that we might not get to swim at all this year, because I, I, I doubt this will be done by the time summer's over. Just dig a hole, dig a hole and get a water hose. Or FaceTime in the bath. Why do you have to have the FaceTime element? Right. Yeah. Because we want to swim together, at least. It's a social oh, okay. activity. All right. Yeah, it's yeah, about being outside. Solo swimming. It's about being outside. Like, I, uh, indoor pools, fuck that. It's about being outside is the best part about it. I know. I, I had that yeah. thought where I was like, maybe I won't go to the beach this summer. And, like, I'm a summer person. Like, look at this shirt. Like, oh, this yeah. is a woman that, that loves... <laughs> That's evidence heat. right there. It's like a, like a modern Carol Baskin look. I like exactly, it. Exactly. Um, you know, hello, little kitties, or whatever she says. I don't know. <laughs> cool cats and kitties. Uh, <laughs> cool cats and kitties. Um, but yeah, man, it, it would be depressing. I don't, it's like, I don't want to be like, boo-hoo, poor me, because like, my lot in life could be a whole lot worse. There are people dealing with a whole lot worse. But it would, it will be a, you know, a gloomy bummer summer if uh, Absolutely. everyone can't enjoy it. And like, I, I understand the mentality of like, there's people in very unfortunate situations, people losing their job, not able to make rent and stuff like that, and people struggling to get by it. It's horrible. But I, I don't think that should take away from you still feeling bummed out about missing moments in your life. Like there's 
kids who like completely missed out on graduation and prom and like having their first kid and that experience being different and not what it should be. And I think it's totally okay to be bummed out about that because it's like, you're living your life and you're allowed to be sad. Yes, there's always gonna be people in worse scenarios and worse situations, but I don't think that should take away from you feeling like this kind of sucks and say, I'm sad. Did you think kids missed out on having their first kid? Oh no, I was saying like kids are missing out on their prom and, and stuff like that. But then there's also people who like, oh, okay. there's a friend of mine who had twins. She lives in the UK and her family's Ooh. in Canada and they can't come visit, obviously. No one could come visit. They were planning on getting like all this extra help when the babies arrived and they can't have any of that. And, you know, like they're both still working with the newborn wow. twins and everything. It's just like insane to and think about. And the baby about. can't even swim. <laughs> babies, babies float though, right? Babies Do float. babies float? Does rocks chat. float on lava? Um, someone said, pop a hydrant, Barb. Oh, a little like sprinkler action. Yeah. You have any hydrants on your street? I, you gotta. I mean, I'm sure I yeah. do. It, it also saw in chat, Coffee Break said that the Jeff Summer Bummer line was a year ahead of its time. Oh. 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 Do you ever think of what percentage of your life you'll end up spending alone in your house? Well, not alone, but hmm. just trapped indoors. Well, you spend a third of your life sleeping, right? So we already mm -hmm. know that. So we're not counting that. Well, you would have been doing that anyway. Because you would have been, you would have been asleep anyway. So, so we know we know it's a third of your life sleeping and a third of your life on the toilet. So you're only left with a third of your life <laughs> for uh, that could possibly be taken up by this. Yeah, I, I shat for seven hours yesterday. <laughs> Wait, In animal crossing, or... <laughs> I uh, I wonder too, like what when this has died down and like things start to go back to normal, whenever that may be. Like, I still wonder how much of our lives are going to be done remotely after, like of things changing. I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's going to be a big shift and stuff. But, Do you think um, you'll ever shake a hand again? I mean, if I could not, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I feel like we should adopt a, a, the Japanese bow, right? When they greet people. That's like common. Sure, there, yeah. I guess. yeah. I, I've never been to Japan, so I don't know. That's just what I hear. I feel like we should adopt that because I feel like it's more respectful. Yeah. Let's do away <laughs> like with let's, let's, let's do away with uh, with hugs as well, as long as we're at it. No hugs. I don't want to get rid of those. Oh, hugs are nice, though. What if I see Elise? Yeah. No, then, then I bow. bow at Barb. <laughs> Although not? I kind of want you to. We gotta be body to body, skin to skin. <laughs> like when like you a said, baby like on a mother. Baby. <laughs> when yeah. you said Japan, I was just, I immediately just thinking of the last thing I thought about when I was in Japan, which is like just using the trains and all the escalators and stuff. And I was just imagining like two rammed escalators going past each other, but everyone bowing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird sight. Oh man, and yeah. yeah, like think of the packed trains in Japan. Like people shoulder to shoulder falling asleep on each other. Yeah. How do you how do you handle the amount of people that have to get from place to place? Yeah, that's true. Cause yeah, that's that's really crowded for Yeah, that I, I don't know how you how you fix that or how you modify for that. You just run like ten times as many trains, like one train that's going nonstop moving. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps uh, a perpetual motion train. Mm -hmm. that circumvents the earth because like you just sort of step on and get off and of like, piercing I, train 
<laughs> and, the, and as a result of uh, all of this, the world is somehow it was colder for some reason and iced over. So this piercing train would have to pierce the snow. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing that's positive that's coming out of this, I'm sure you guys have talked about it on another podcast, is the environmental impact. Like, oh, yeah. You know, everything's getting better. Those, those pandas that couldn't mate for like 12 years or whatever finally mated. <laughs> It's because um, now so nobody's watching. They were just yeah. shy. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't do it when people are watching, so I understand. Yeah. The... Not on the tub FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real tub girl, baby. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea, Elise. I don't think she said it's a bad idea. I think no. she's just making fun of you. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to even make fun of you, I, I w though I guess I was. It was, just, it was just the way that you presented it. Because it was like, it wasn't like you said like, oh yeah, you know, we'll get in the tub, just pretend like we're swimming and we should get on FaceTime so it feels like we're together. You were just like, get in the tub and FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh, mind was slightly ahead of where the conversation had gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh, I miss, I miss going swimming with friends. And you're just like, just FaceTime me from the tub. Like, <laughs> just be in a body of water and let me see your face. That'll be the exact same. And send me your credit card info while you're while you're at it. <laughs> That's a sign of uh, intellect, right? That your mind moves faster than your mouth. No, I don't think so. Uh -oh. <laughs> I think it means that you you have trouble like staying grounded to conversations, just wandering oh. off. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Back in the day, selling red versus blue DVDs through the mail was a big job, and one of the toughest parts of making and selling products online is the shipping. No one really has the time to go to the post office. It's a real hassle. But don't worry, anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Uh, you can print postage on demand, skip those lines and crowds at the post office, plus you can actually save some money with discounts you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer in the comfort of your own home. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. It's just that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off USPS shipping rates. And now, in addition to offering discounted US Postal Service rates, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discount rates up to 62%. Plus with Stamps.com, you won't even have to pay UPS residential surcharges. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money. Right now, our listeners get a special offer and includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in rooster. at stamps.com, enter code rooster. <laughs> How has uh, it been? I wonder what it's like in LA, Elise, because I saw, I don't know if it's just like it happened to be a clear day, but there was a photo taken of downtown LA and it was super clear. Um, and I'm wondering if like the lack of traffic is having a great impact on that city. I would imagine it is. I think the air here is cleaner than it's been in decades. And you can see the mountains from just about everywhere you are, which is usually the only, the only time you can do that is after it's rained. Yeah. Um, so it is actually really nice outside right now. And I feel like there's a lot of wildlife that you see are that you, you are you making don't. the most of it are you like walking outside and taking big deep breaths <laughs> on facetime <laughs> oh i'm a big like i'm a big outdoorsy person anyway <laughs> You're showing um, your shirt. <laughs> i feel like well i feel like this shirt says something about a person i don't know i think it says you're a cool cat 
Thank you, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like being outside. So I, I will admit, like, I do probably abuse the, like, go for a walk. Oh, no, I walk my dog. So I'm, I'm out with a purpose. I'm not just, like, strolling the neighborhoods, uh, you know, exhaling for the, for the <laughs> um, But I am, I am, like, just trying to be outside because I, I miss it a lot. And uh, I do, wear, like, wear a mask or a bandana a lot. I kind of like the the fashion aspect of wearing a bandana more than a mask. I don't know how you guys feel. That's, that's, that's Krista, Mar- Krista Maris is abusing it. I think Krista Maris is likes using that bandana too much. Like even he when, he, that yeah, when he's inside and we're on, you know, video conference meetings, he's still wearing it. How, do, how, does he wear it around his neck? Yeah. He's doing it like Red Dead style. So you can just quickly put it up whenever you need to. Right. Yeah. Trevor's been wearing um, a bandana, but like folded around his head because his hair is getting so long that like if he's working on something or like looking down, it'll go in his eyes. Because I think if he pulls his longest piece down, it's like below his nose. Oh, Does wow. he have a plan? Like, is he going to try to cut it or have you cut it or something? So he's he's talking about, he's like, I've never seen my hair past a certain length. So like, why don't I try growing it out and see if there's like a new style I could try or whatever. I might try styling his hair, maybe film it. See Sounds what happens. like a video. Oh. I know. Uh, pretty much everything we come up with, it's like, we should save that for a video. Uh, because quarantine and you're only so uh, capable of doing things at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, if not, I, I, I've offered to cut his hair for him. I cut Chris's hair and I think I did a pretty okay job. So, Oh, yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fuck it up too bad. So we'll see what happens. For now, it's just growing out. I wonder how long my my longest hair isn't nearly as long. Eyebrow oh, level. Oh yeah, you're an eyebrow. Elise, what about you? I know you have. You're like me, and you have some blonde highlights and stuff like that. Are you just you're just letting it grow, or you think you're going to try redying? I was. Depends on how long this goes. I might. I might just try to color it myself. But I mean, for now, I'm like, uh, just I'll just leave it, and yeah, you know, it's not. It's not too bad. I. It looks good. I mean, your hair looks great, too. I I get the balayage stuff, so it's, like, meant to be able to grow out and look okay. But I think you could see, like, my hair's, I think, down to here where it's grown out so far. Which I don't know if, like, that's really fast or if I just wasn't paying attention and t- attention to yeah. it way before. You've all turned into werewolves since you started. <laughs> Why is everyone's follicles moving so fast now? I know. Like, my nails are growing faster. Yeah. And, like, what changed? <laughs> what changed? Today yeah, during a, we we had a um, a Zoom meeting earlier, and Mariel changed her background. She had, she made a virtual background that was uh, this image, me uh, sitting in front of the wall, and she said it as her virtual background, and that gave me an idea. So I had her send it to me, and I used that as my virtual background, and I just walked away from the meeting. <laughs> like it, but the problem the is meeting, there was like fifteen of us, so we didn't really notice that Gus wasn't moving. It was just a frozen image of me, like. <laughs> I just like, I just walked away, went to my kitchen. I was like, oh, I don't even need to be here anymore. Were you still yeah, listening to the meeting at least? Yeah, I still had my headphones on. Still okay. headphones on. At one point, I was talking about something and I was going on for a couple minutes. And then I like stopped myself mid sentence to be like, Gus, is are you just a virtual background picture of yourself? <laughs> and apparently, Cameron and Noel from our group had been messaging each other 15 minutes prior to say that Gus was frozen. It had gone on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a little little pro tip for everyone out there. If you got a meeting you want to get out of, just virtual background yourself. You can do movies too. You can just record like a little movie of you just like, Maybe like a five-second loop doing something and just play well, that over do it Of you nodding, because then people could just get you to agree to stuff without oh, you oh, actually yeah. agreeing. That's, that's that's like one of these, where you're like kind of like looking at the screen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like one of those, move your eyes around a little bit so it looks like you're listening. It's kind of like when I <laughs> hacked my way onto the always open screen. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that you did that. Elise, have you ever seen that clip? I don't think so. That's brilliant, so, though. Do you remember how on Always Open we used to have the TV screens in the back that played like the street image from Congress? Uh-huh. Gavin, the first time he was on the show, unbeknownst to me, the night before went down to Congress, matched up the camera angle of what we had for the video playing in the back, and filmed himself like walking through and like coming up close to the camera. And then they sneakily did that on the show. And I was like, what's going I have no idea what's going on. Because I didn't think Gavin would put in that effort to do that. Yeah. So I thought they just took a green screen and like did something with a video of Gavin that already existed. And he didn't know about it either. So I thought everyone was being pranked and not just me. Yeah, it was but weird. Was it was like a prank that had two waves of reactions. One was like, <laughs> whoa, what's crazy? What's going on? And then after you found out that I had done it, you were like, whoa. Yeah, that blew my mind even more. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that's pretty sweet because I feel like it, that takes a lot of work and I don't yeah. think Gavin would do it for just anyone. So I think that's, that's actually... Why... You are absolutely right, Elise. Uh, but I do love pranks that are like tons of time for like just like a one second payoff or like five seconds. They're, they're extra funny to me. But I'm the, I had the same thought process, Elise, where I was just like, oh, like... Gavin was like me if he yeah. went to that much trouble to pull a prank on me. <laughs> it's very it's sweet in a way. And also like extra unbelievable because of that, I think. On the subject of the fun. Zoom stuff, John Smith, our John Smith did this thing during one of our, our like Zoom meetings where prior to the meeting, he had filmed himself t- with like a wire pretending to choke out someone. So he played it in the background so it looked like he was coming and choking himself. So then him in real time was like, <laughs> and it, it was so good. I wish we had it so we could, cause we've talked about it in podcasts, but we can't like roll it in to be like, here's what it is. It was brilliant. It was so good. That's amazing. <laughs> he's so funny. He, he yeah. cracks me up so hard on last laugh. Yeah. He's All MVP. the little shit he does. Oh yeah. Yep, so, yeah. He speaking, did. speaking of last laugh, episode three just came out today. It did. It did. Yeah. I just finished watching it right before the podcast. It was how many uh, episodes are there? I don't know. Six. 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 Okay. Six. The, yeah. The, it's a good thing Elise is here. You have, you have all the answers. Well, it's hard though because I feel like we can't talk about it. You can talk legit, about legitimate and open way without spoiling anything. You can talk about the first three, right? Three are out now. Yeah. Can we? Are we spoiling it for someone that may be watching this now but hasn't seen Last Laugh? I don't want them to turn away from the RT podcast. <laughs> you're just looking out for us <laughs> Wait, you could probably talk like about certain things maybe not like who was eliminated but like maybe moments or something like that yeah michael was a menace in this episode i don't know if that's like too <laughs> yeah. broad though um michael did I think uh, give details on that he he busted out his like big gun which was his baby costume <laughs> I like, uh, I like how you say that as if it's like a common thing that Michael does. Everybody knows that when Michael's <laughs> going to take it to 11, he puts on the baby costume. Big baby Michael. 
<laughs> I don't know. Does he? Has anyone? Were you guys familiar with Michael doing baby shtick? Because I wasn't. No. Gavin, are you? I've seen him do baby shtick and like young boy shtick, and yeah, it's it's in yeah, it's within the realms of his character for sure. <laughs> Okay, no spoilers. I'm reading chat. We're not going to give spoilers or anything. Yeah, Don't worry. Like, just the first two. Just the first two. Um, but yeah, this episode, I felt like episode one was really strong. And then two, it was it was a little bit of like everyone getting situated. But then three, it just is. There's there's a Fiona has a big moment. Oh, yeah, uh, she does. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> that uh, Fucking James's reaction to that was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and Gus, Gus is standing right next to her. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad I was on the side of the room with her and not on the side of the room she was addressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gus also had a great moment on this episode that I won't spoil, but no, no spoiling. There was some classic Gus right there. It was, uh, it, it was interesting. You know, we can talk more about it. I don't know if we're going to do like another watch through later when the the series is wrapping up or something. But it was interesting just the the thought process behind how to approach the game as time went on and as people gained uh, a different level of strikes. Like you're definitely doing different things when you have zero strikes versus one strike versus two strikes and, you know, trying to be strategic about how you approach engaging with other people and how you like try to disengage at certain times as well. And it, it was, it was really it really took a mental toll. It was fascinating to watch. I came by a couple times throughout the day to just like watch what was going on. Cause they had like monitors and stuff that you could watch. And you know, they tried to keep people away from the area. Cause there were so many crew members and moving parts and stuff like that. But I could have stayed there all day. Cause it was just fascinating to watch you guys. Also, I would never want to be in there. I was just going to ask Barb if you would do, if there was a season two, would you do season two? I would, but I almost guarantee I would be out within like the first 30 minutes but i would do it there's there's some interesting comments that i read uh on the site regarding those episodes where you know people will say like why is this person still trying this bit nobody's laughing it's obviously not funny it's like well that was kind of the deal like nobody was laughing you so you don't know in the moment whether or not you're doing something funny or not so it's like yeah sometimes you just got to lean into it like if you got to believe in the bit and it's like if it doesn't land at first maybe try it again or just try to run it into the ground uh, doing things over and over. And I like how someone that's part of it. in the chat said, Barbara, please stop spoiling things. I'm not spoiling things. I'm saying Fiona did something, yeah. Gus did something. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not spoiling details. You're yeah. gonna watch yeah. it. She, she literally didn't spoil a thing. <laughs> oh Man. no, Fiona spoke on this episode? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I wouldn't last five minutes in there. Yeah, but I feel like if you and I were in there, we'd probably get each other in like a second. Yeah, I'm just not good at, at holding anything in. <laughs> you have a shtick that you would do? Like, would you be like, I have this character that I'm going to do. His name's uh, Navin. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Navin would come in, there'd, there'd be leaves all over the floor, and I'd dim the lights and just start raking. <laughs> <laughs> If there was a season two and Gus came in in like a, a you know fedora and a grizzled overcoat and he had a rake, uh, I would I would probably be done. Right yeah, 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 I'd be Aloysius the Night Raker. <laughs> There's a couple people at this company 
who I feel like would get me instantly. Elise, you're absolutely one of them. Like everything you do makes me crack up immediately. Um, like all you guys at Funhouse are just, you kill me. Um, I feel like, I feel like honestly anybody. And that's the thing, you didn't know where it was coming from necessarily. Like, you know, you had people that you might be worried about, people you weren't worried about, but just being in there wears you down. And like, like mentally, you just get tired and then uh, frustrated. Yeah, it's a really weird show to come on the back of this mm -hmm. quarantine. Because it's like the same, just kind of, uh, you know, you're confined and you're you're worn out by that at the very least. Um, I think a lot about how like this would be if I was just alone, like living alone, which I, I think I would, I would handle it a lot differently and a lot harder. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, you, sorry, I, I lost, you, you said something that made me think about something and I lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm an amateur <laughs> over here. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Bespoke Post. If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it's a fairly depressing place. Political flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons. But once a month, I do have a reason to be stoked, and that's because of the Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, the Box of Awesome has you covered. From styling grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. They have a hype collection this month that includes a cool sneaker cleaning kit with a brush set, special shoe cleaning soap, and even lets you run your sneakers in the washing machine. So to get started, take the quiz uh, at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code ROOSTER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ROOSTER for 20% off your first box. I feel like we should have like a notepad that we keep on the podcast when yeah. you have a thought. I was going to say, we talked about the bird fights. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, you're looking at my document? I sent Elise my document. Over oh, because I read. Oh, I know I what I was going to say. Oh, so you, oh, were talking about, you were talking about um, how this, how strange it is that this show follows uh, up like in uh, quarantine and how uh, you think about the isolation aspect. I made a tweet the other day that I thought was very um, middle of the road. I didn't think there was anything controversial about it, but some people got really mad about it. Uh, I made a tweet that said something like Animal Crossing will go down in history as being one of the most influential video games of all time. And that, that, that really pissed some people off. Some people Why? got really angry because I, I think some people misread it. They interpreted it as I was saying it was the most important video game of all time. Because they would reply like, well, what about this game? Or what about that game? Like, calm down. I'm not saying that this is more important than your favorite game. I'm just saying it will be an important game. And, uh, so, and then some people were getting really defensive about games that I think are good games, but I would not consider one of the most important games of all time. Like one person was ready to, to die on the hill that Metal Gear Solid was the most important video game of all time. It's like, I'm a huge <laughs> Metal Gear fan. I'm a huge Kojima <laughs> fan. I don't know that that's like the most important video game of all time. Right. See, I, I think your tweet absolutely holds so much water to it. And I, I would agree with you. Like, yeah, I don't think it's the most important video game of all time, but it's definitely one of the most, especially considering when it was released, how it's being used during <laughs> this time and everything involved in it. Right. It's a nice game for this time, for sure. I, I like the fact that today game. I learned the... 
uh, the sneezing emotion. So someone just walked up to me and oh, sneezed yeah. in my face. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> fine here. That's all right. <laughs> I, have, I have an assortment of masks in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the dream I had that was um, the, my first COVID dream? I, I tweeted about so. it, but I was just at a restaurant. And I just saw an old friend. And he came over and sat in the booth with me. I was like shaking my hand. It was too close. And then he like coughed. And I was like, oh, no, no, we can't be here. And I, I felt like everyone was suddenly watching that we were all hanging out in public. And he, he like stood up. He's like, don't worry. This dream is taking place before COVID. This is fine. And I was about to leave. And I, and I was like, oh, okay. And I just sat down and the dream continued. But it didn't register to me that it was a dream. And I didn't wake up from it. I just had to be like re- reassured that it was fine. That the setting of the dream was all right. Was taking place before. Then. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "This is a this is a period piece." Was it? Was it like in, when you thought everyone was watching? It was like Inception when all of the the yeah, dream individuals like, like turn that. and focus on you. The dream was breaking down, but I'm so gullible that it immediately they got away with it. <laughs> um, but uh, someone had a, a follow up. Someone replied to me to to my Animal Crossing tweet, and they said something that I thought I thought they were being flippant. But upon further reflection of thinking about their reply, I think that they were actually right, whether or not they meant it. Because uh, I made that tweet and then they replied with something like, yeah, and Trolls World Tour is going to be one of the most influential movies of all time. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's stupid. And I was like, Travis <laughs> well, it's be- because that's a movie that, you know, missed its theatrical release, but probably ended up making more by going direct to video, direct to consumer. Uh, than yeah. it would have if it had, you know, I think it, it made more than the, the first movie did or the previous movie. It was also movie. The, uh, the catalyst for that AMC Universal fight, I feel like. Right. What's that? I don't think I know about that. Uh, after Trolls World Tour came out digitally, Universal was like, we have a whole platform of content that we're going to release digitally. This was a big success and we want to provide people with content. And then AMC came out swinging in left field, frankly, and said, we will not be screening universal uh, distributed movies in our theaters because of of this initiative from them. Like they were just oh, really butthurt about uh, universal wanting to have like, to go straight to digital. Well, I mean, that's, um, I don't, I mean, I think it was a big reaction, but do you blame AMC? They're getting cut out here. I mean, that, that, that's the whole reason a movie theater exists is so you can go watch movies there. What if uh, well, Why would you burn that giving... bridge? Because when the world comes back, surely yeah. they're going to have less business because of that. But because I think they see the writing on the wall. And I think that's why Trolls World Tour may end up being uh, more influential than I first gave it credit for, is it's viewed as a lot more, potentially it could be viewed as a lot more of a viable uh, business option for movies to release directly at a premium that you can watch, you know, date of release at home instead of having to go out to the theater. So then at that point, you're asking yourself, what's the what's the value of going to the theater versus watching it and streaming it on my TV at home? But do you There's think people experience still do that? I don't have a massive screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also but the I- experience of going to the theater. It's not even just about the screen for me. It's like, I, especially the uh, Alamo Drafthouse, like, Coming in, it's it's very much like a treat yourself kind of situation. You come in and like someone takes your order and you're enjoying the film and having food and stuff like that. So it's like a multiple experience and also just being out, which definitely now I've taken for granted the ability to just go out and be around other human beings. So I don't I don't know. I feel like that'll never truly get replaced. I, I mean, I could definitely see watching some movies at home versus going out to the theater. And I think I it's 
viable. I mean, I think there's some movies that I would definitely still continue to go to the theater for, but given the opportunity for a smaller movie, yeah, you know, why not watch it at home? Do you think maybe it would even reopen the market for like mid-range budget movies so that not everything's a tiny no-budget indie film or a big blockbuster action film? Maybe we can get some wider range in the budgets of movies for stuff that releases directly mm -hmm. to home. So you get, you know, in the end, it might be better for the viewer. You get a better selection. It's not all uh, big blockbuster summer movies and small indie movies no one's ever heard of. There might actually be a depth, a breadth of uh, films to choose from that you can watch. Yeah. But you see that Parasite is on Hulu? Yes. They put yeah. uh, several of Bong Joon-ho's uh, movies on there. I think they put oh, yeah. Parasite, Mother, um, The Host. Memory of Murder is on there. Memory it's not. I've been... I've been trying to to watch it and you can't find you can't stream it anywhere and I tried to look on Amazon to see if I could buy a disc and I think I saw a DV, like a used DVD version for like 100 bucks and I was like I'm not fucking paying 100 bucks yeah. for a goddamn DVD. Yeah, you can't <laughs> find it anywhere now. Uh but I I mean they have to release it sometime, right? I th I think it's one of his best movies. Have you spent a ton too much money on a film in your lifetime just because it was like out of print and you wanted to see it or it wasn't streaming anywhere? When I was in high school, uh, Return to Oz, so this would have been like, you know, 2002, maybe. Return to Oz got released on DVD. <laughs> that, and that, that was the like, movie from the 80s? Yeah, it was a big movie for me when I was a kid. Um, and it got released on DVD and living in Canada at the time, it wasn't for sale, but I could have it imported from the US. And I think I spent like $40 maybe to get that wow. DVD. You still have it? I do, yeah. I have it like in a because James and I moved all of our DVDs into like a binder because we were like yeah. we don't need the cases anymore. I got one um, of those right smart. here actually. I've been. Look at all these. Yeah. Oh my god. I think good. the 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 I didn't ever do anything like that. Like pay forty dollars for uh, a DVD. Well, in that like the way you did, but I definitely have purchased Criterion editions of like Blu-rays and DVDs, and that's like. You're paying more just for the sake of paying more or to get you know special features that weren't on the original disc like i when parasite came out on blu-ray i was really disappointed at the lack of special features on it i think the only extra was the trailer and i think an interview with bong joon ho i think uh those might have been the only special features on it but then they announced they're going to release a criterion edition that actually has special features like oh well i already own the movie when the criterion comes out i'm going to pay 40 bucks or whatever to buy it again just so i can get those special features yeah i last did it with D the original dawn of the dead which doesn't stream anywhere and the blu-ray is out of print so i think i got oh. it on amazon used for like 60 60 dollars wow but uh you, the movie your name i don't have you guys seen yeah. that yeah. um i for some reason i was having trouble finding it anywhere so i just went to amazon and bought the click collector's edition it's actually you can't really see it very well but it's up on my shelf uh right over here <laughs> uh next to the everything is fine dog and a picture of blaine um <laughs> but uh that was like 60 bucks and it came with like an art book and a soundtrack and like all these extra things and it's a hundred percent worth it because that movie is one of my favorite movies of all time and it's like the most beautiful movie and it has such an amazing soundtrack and the art is beautiful so like i'm so happy to have all of that with it but I don't know if like I would pay that much for a movie in general if it didn't come with that stuff. They, I uh, this is this is not a movie. 
this isn't a movie specifically, but I did pay for, I guess, like an ancillary product. That I pre-ordered an ancillary product. So it's coming out on May 19th. I'm looking at it over here. I guess uh, they're releasing a graphic novel for Parasite that was made using the storyboards for the film. Oh, that so, is awesome. I thought, I thought it was an interesting uh, way to like repurpose the storyboard. So I pre-ordered that on uh, I, I like how we online. also found out uh, the other week that you have uh, The Rock from Parasite. Not it's, the not, rock, like, the, it's not intended to be a recreation. It's it's one that's similar to that. Yeah. It was just funny that you had that. I was like, you're such a fanboy. I it, love it. Right over there. <laughs> I, can see it, I can see it from my desk. But we can't yeah. see it. No, you can't. Sorry. You can see this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm lame, so I buy all the Wes Anderson scripts, like when they get put into like nice scripted Aww. books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> I are, you, are you just what, buying what? them out of support? Well, I guess so. And then also because like some of them you can't buy now, like you can't buy the mm. Life Aquatic script mm. anymore. What, what's your favorite Wes Anderson movie, Elise? Uh, the one that is like most uh, personal to me is Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. It's a good That's one. The one that, yeah, I kind of like uh, had seen Rushmore. And then when that came out, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is like, it, there's so much texture to this movie. It's so good. Um, well, you that should be the... our first movie uh, club movie. Did you go to the YouTube Creator Summit the year that Wes Anderson came and talked to us? No, how was that? It was great. It was really cool, actually. And now I'm sorry that you weren't there. That was <laughs> awesome. What was his like big thing that he imparted to everyone? Uh, I mean, I don't think he had a particular message. He was just talking about his shit. We we're asking questions, just normal, nice, just nice, intimate stuff, really. It's so crazy to think that he's from Texas because I look at him and I'm like, he probably like lives in some like chateau outside of France. <laughs> uh, but but then like it's like oh no, he went to because he went to U of T, right? I think so. He's I think he's from the Dallas area, if I remember right. I'm look it up. Dallas area. I feel like I'm from Dallas. Elise, I wanted to also ask you. You tweeted about this, I think, yesterday. Yeah, but you said you had a dream. Oh yeah, yesterday <laughs> on your birthday. Happy belated birthday, Elise, oh, by the way. Thanks. Uh, you had a dream about you and me running around a mall shopping or something like that? Because we played Animal Crossing. Yeah, we I was like, going to say, it's probably tied to that. Yeah, we were like running around my island and like looking for stuff and doing things. And then I had a dream that you and I were like, okay, we're in this mall and we don't really know the layout of it. We've got to find all this stuff. <laughs> um, and then it ended with us going and taking, all my dreams end with me taking a math exam that I am not prepared for <laughs> or any work leading up to, like every single dream. So it's like somehow you and I got into like, we were going around the mall and then we got to like, you know, the like back hallways of, of malls and stuff where you find like the security or the management offices and stuff yeah um we like got back there and then there was like a test taking room and they were like <laughs> is that where the math yeah. <laughs> i was like oh fuck like i was i didn't even know i was taking you, this you still have a lot of like school related dreams like taking tests or being late for class or something like that yeah that it's just just math and it's usually like i didn't do any of the homework <laughs> for the whole year or i gotta take a math test would just you be math. annoyed if we're ever at a party in future, like some industry thing, and I just sit you down with a maths test? Would oh, you be annoyed? No. That would be the <laughs> ultimate prank if we like had an event or a get together or like an industry party, and then 
if someone announces that there's a math test and it doesn't bother anyone, like everyone sits down and pulls out their pencils to do a test and Elise is just looking around like, what? Like everyone's okay with this? And then Kevin yeah. would be like, it's a prank. And then I would be like, he likes me. Yeah. <laughs> I would oh absolutely go to that effort. <laughs> I, uh, do you guys, do you guys not dream about like that sort of stuff anymore? Are you past that? I have oh, I'm one. I had one oh. school related. Also, Gavin, you haven't been in school for how long? What are you trying to say? I, I, why have I been in school less time than you? More time? What? College. Were you an true. orphan of some sort? Listen, it's been 23 years for me and I still have those dreams. Yeah. Yeah, my, I have like film set dreams where it's like I've messed up a movie shot or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't really ever think about school. I had one school-related dream, I want to say like uh, maybe two months ago, where it was a calculus class that I actually had real-life experience with, um, barely passing. I got literally a D- minus in that class. Oh, my worst ever course. Everything else I did pretty well in school. It was just that one calculus class. I just was not getting it. Gave you the D. And I, I had a dream. <laughs> Also, by the school I went to, D minus was a pass. Anything but an F was a pass. So I was good to go. I could move past it. But I had a dream that I was in that class again, and I was like at a final or some type of big test where I was like, I I haven't even opened my book. I haven't been to a single class. Like I don't know what I'm. I'm gonna fucking fail this. And then I woke up and I was like, oh fuck. <sighs> <laughs> That's so stressful. Yeah, I, just, I, now I only have to worry about mortgage payments. I, I just want to clarify real fast. Wes Anderson did go to UT, and he's from Houston. Oh, nice. I, I don't want the Andersons coming after me. I, I have, um, feel like... Sorry, I was just f trying to find a picture, because the last time I was in England, I found one of my dad's old pieces of schoolwork. It's dated uh, November 1972, and it made me laugh so much. Because I guess he did the he wrote the date slightly wrong, so his teacher just wrote idiot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would I'd love to be at school at a time what? where a teacher would just be like, you just you moron. <laughs> and this wasn't in university, right? That's like secondary school or high school? Yeah, he would have been in the equivalent of high school, yeah. That's amazing. I I mean you definitely couldn't do that as a teacher now. You would lose your job. Yeah. Unless the student really was an idiot, then they'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that one, that's fine. You got, he got the date wrong? Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> I always liked what teachers would do. Uh, they would do tests and try to trick you in certain ways. Like, mm -hmm. it'd be like, you know, make sure you read the instructions, because in the instructions, I'm going to tell you not to do the last question, otherwise you fail. Like, they'd put things in just to see if you were paying attention and actually reading it all. Just to be tricksters, I know. I definitely yeah. had teachers like that. My least favorite type of test were the multiple choice tests, where it was like, it could be none of the options, it could be all of the options, it could be multiple of the options, or just one. And it was just like, because <laughs> usually you could like weigh things out or uh, cancel things out and stuff like that on those tests. But when it's like that, it's like, I don't fucking know. We had to do some stuff like that for work, too. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> Those like uh, tests we had to do, or like trainings we had to do for Warner. Oh yeah, the, the, they, they definitely had trick questions in those. Yeah, it was basically stuff like you know making sure we're all 
respecting each other and and know about like cybersecurity and stuff like that, um, which is I think very important knowledge to have. But it was funny because then it would test you at the end to make sure that you <laughs> watch the whole thing and and know the answers and stuff like that. And it's like it could be one or none. But do you think you needed the video to know the answers, or could you have done it without the front bit? I think it depends on the person. Me personally, I didn't need the video because I well, spent so most of my life online. Some of the videos had specific information that you needed to retain. Like they told you like specifically who to contact. So it's like your email address. Right. So it's like those things you obviously needed to go through the video in order to know those things. You wouldn't have been able to get to get that otherwise. But, uh, you know, you're you're talking about that teacher that wrote idiot on your dad's homework. Uh, I'm sure I've told this story before on the podcast, but when I was in second grade, I had a teacher who, if you were caught talking in class, she would duct tape your mouth shut. Wow. Yeah, and so you'd have to have duct tape on your mouth for the rest of the day. The rest it of the was, day? Uh, that was yeah. even just that class? No, because we were with, we were in that class all day. Like we didn't. It was, it was second grade. We didn't change classes. Oh, I mean, and I like, bet you with like your mustache that probably hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if, she, if she caught you chewing bubble gum, then you had to stick it on your nose. What a it, fucking psychopath! Wow. Is she in jail now? Uh, she's not in jail, but I don't think she taught anymore after that year. I think that was her, her last year. <laughs> oh my God. It's like Did a you ever have device. teachers go ballistic at school? They've ever oh, had any teachers get fired and stuff? Hmm. Never had anybody get fired, but I definitely had some teachers that flew off the rail a little bit too much than I think that was warranted. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think we all had those teachers where just, they would just like fucking flip their shit. And it's like, okay, like all the kids in the class were <laughs> overreacting. Calm your tits for like two seconds. <laughs> what about you, Gav? Yeah, we had, um, it wasn't in my class. It was like one of the buildings next door, but apparently a teacher just went ballistic and started throwing chairs and shit. And all the, wow. all the students ran out of the classroom. So he hit the fire alarm to make it seem like <laughs> they were just leaving because of the fire alarm. <laughs> and then oh, no. to get like a bunch of witnesses to be like, no, yeah, he was like chucking shit at people. But yeah, that was. About, I don't even really know is what happened. In jail? Uh, probably not. I mean, is it illegal to throw a, a chair at a child? <laughs> probably. <laughs> if you don't hit them, if you just glance them or miss, is it illegal? I don't know. I guess I don't. I guess intention is plays a part in that. But I, I don't I've know. Got, I've got this. I'm in this weird little muck hole on YouTube where. I'll just flip on YouTube and fall asleep. But at some point it like flipped onto a, to catch a predator video. And now I'm just <laughs> constantly re just recommended Chris Hansen busting a bunch mm -hmm. of pedo dudes. And I'm amazed because I've just been watching a few. I'm amazed at how few of them actually go to prison. They mm. just get like 36 months probation for praying. So yeah, I guess throwing a chair, not nearly as bad as that. Is it? Because they didn't actually commit the act, they just premeditated on it. Yeah, maybe so. Because it like the the kid is fictional. Maybe maybe that the plays kid a part. Is fictional. Well, they make it up. This the kid is fictional, <laughs> but the crimes are real. <laughs> like, I feel like though, if you have the intention of going, like, yeah. if you're talking to like a twelve year old girl and you're like having intention of going over there and like doing something, like, even if the girl wasn't a real person, I feel like that should still be illegal and should still be. <laughs> Sentenced for something yeah, like that. I agree. This is, the, this is the moral quandary of Minority Report, right? Like, <laughs> you didn't commit the right. crime. The, the intent was present. Well, I was gonna, what I was going to say was, uh, 
the, the justice system fails us there. That's where the Night Raker comes in to, uh, <laughs> to serve justice, where the police fall short. But I, I really <laughs> need to log out of my account because it's it's busted. Like I'll be watching like some Let's Play or just like one of the people I sub to, and then I'll look away and look back, and it's Chris Hansen again. It's like I can't <laughs> get these things. Can you do anything my... to like retrain the algorithm? Like, what if you start think, thumbs down? I think one by one, I can say like I don't want to see this. And stuff what if like you that? thumbs can down just... those videos anytime they come up? Can I just say on the subject of the Night Raker, <laughs> he would definitely be targeting pedophiles right oh yeah of course except the only problem would be that because of his his demeanor and his, <laughs> his garb he always and looks like he, one. everyone everyone thinks he's a pedophile <laughs> so he's he's constantly also being even though that's he's like no no i'm i'm hunting the yeah, pedophile the police always coming up on him they're like drop yeah, the rake and he's like and then, like the real peter is scurrying into the bushes yeah, behind calls, him he calls the police he's like meet you meet me at 37th street i've got i've got a I've got a perp but then they instead of targeting that guy they go for the yeah, he's probably right coincidentally here. also got a really gruff voice too, so it doesn't help him. He just sounds like a super Peter. <laughs> Does that how yeah, he sounds? Absolutely. I don't know. I, or I, don't know. I don't know. You just hear him coming with a little scrape of rake behind him. <laughs> he's, he's he's Freddy Krueger now. No, I keep yeah. picturing Freddy Krueger every time we talk about him. That's why I've been picturing in my mind of Freddy Krueger. But I, I feel like a lot of the times when he does catch the Peter, the police find. The guy unconscious on the floor with just like a line down his face where he's clearly stepped on a rake. And then the night raker is just scurried away. Successfully. I thought it would be several lines, like the rake going across his face. Well, why? if you stand on a rake, the rake end doesn't hit you in the face. If the night raker does it to them. And if you he's stand just... on a rake, it doesn't pop up. You're thinking of a hoe. <laughs> Wait, a rake pops up. Yeah, oh, you're thinking of the, 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 I'm thinking of the, the, the long kind. The... These little guys. I'm thinking yeah. of a standard procedure cartoon rake. Okay. I was Same. thinking. I was thinking of the other plastic ones that like fan out real big. So you're I saying? You know this from the Simpsons of, of Sideshow Bob. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. On the rake. Different rakes. So you're saying the night raker just goes at people and hits them with the rake end? Yes. Then he, maybe he should the, be in like, prison. Remember when uh, when groundskeeper Willie's making out with the rake and he's got all the scratches <laughs> on his face like that? So there needs to be a Night Raker shirt, right? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. I'm not uh, wearing night it. Night Raking <laughs> is a day activity. Good morning. Yeah. Raking is a morning activity. activity. I'm write that down. <laughs> I also think the Night Raker has a sidekick, the Ho. He's a, a, reformed, he's a reformed stripper. Well, not reformed. Let's, I mean, if you're stripping to make money, that's your thing. Okay? But maybe she just, maybe... One night, the night raker was was raking. She was walking home from her her uh, job, her job, and you know maybe I don't know. I don't know where it goes from there. Maybe she was being accosted, and the night raker steps in, and then she sees the, what a life of thwarting crime can mean, and she becomes the hoe. Mm. Oh, there's the hoe, and there's the hoe. Segue. Yeah. Remind me to thank all of our first members for supporting the stream. <laughs> Thanks to all our first members uh, for supporting Rooster Teeth. Oh, okay. uh, we appreciate we couldn't do all of this stuff without you guys. So thank you so much. Oh, oh that really tickled me. I oh love the Night Raker. I'm so happy, <laughs> Gus, that you are the Night Raker. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We don't, yeah, we don't know who it is. doesn't want to rake at night. It's a, it's a morning activity. Oh, that's right. That's right. So who is the natural enemy of the Night Raker? Is it you? 
Who is no? It would be Leaks. like the morning leaf blower. Yeah, <laughs> the neighbor's leaf blower. Yeah, I need to get a rake. I don't have one. <laughs> Riveting. There you yeah. have it. I mean, how many of you have rakes? It's not. It's like a grown-up tool, isn't it? I have nothing to rake. Kevin, don't you not even have a plunger? No. You need more. You need more house tools. I need to grow up. I need to get some real big boy tools. Got a screwdriver and a hammer. Yeah, as you. You own furniture and a home, so you should have <laughs> tools to fix things with, right? Yeah. That's yeah, not, anyway. I don't think that's like a thing. I got like my first little toolkit. It was like a tiny box that had all the essentials when I moved into my first apartment. I feel like that's like, when you live on your own, that's like the first thing you get. Right? Yeah, I For think sure. so. We, we have, I mean, oh my God, I literally have a toolbox arriving this thursday i think because we had until this point the same like toolkit that you're describing which is you know maybe like briefcase size yeah and it's got like a bunch of screwdrivers and hammers and a level in it um but we've been accumulating stuff and that's just like loose and willy-nilly and it's just in a con random container and i'm like if only there was a container specifically meant for tools so that's that's on the way awesome. are you yeah, excited I, for it I, to I, arrive Everyone's accomplishing so much in corn. Well, not accomplishing so much. We're we're digging into the nitty gritty of our lives, I think, and I think that's a good opportunity for you too, Gavin, to get these little tools that you need. Yeah, yeah. things that you'll use once. I need, I need shed shit. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a shed? Yeah, do you have a shed? No. <laughs> no, I used to. <laughs> not anymore. I've got a shed, but I'm scared of it. I never go in there. <laughs> Of it. I feel like it's filled with spiders or something, and I don't ever want to go in there. It's, it's like full of murder while yeah, hornets are The shed is the spider's house. They can stay in there, and I won't bother them. I yeah, kind I of worry about that. We have um, a box that has our... We have like a fake Christmas tree that we package up after Christmas is done. I'm always scared because it's like in an area that has access to outside kind of. And I'm worried that it's just going to be filled with bugs by the time we open it up for next mm -hmm. Christmas. Like a bunch of dead bugs. Yeah. It's terrifying. I don't want it. Yeah, my old shed, to do with it. My shed didn't lock. It just had two sliding doors that didn't have anything attached to them so that you could put a padlock through. And then people would just come and pillage my, my shit. They took all the cool stuff. Wait, that happened to you? You what? That happened to you? I didn't realize that you got like... Stuff. Yeah, but I didn't Still have like... any real tools in there. It wasn't like a, a shed. It was it was just like slow-mo guys stuff. So they took the flamethrower and the crossbow and oh. like all the stuff. Dude, imagine was... being a robber and going to get like a fucking rake and a hose and you open up a tool shed and there's a fucking flamethrower in there. I would be like, yeah, jackpot. Jackpot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh like broke my side gate. They broke the lock on that and then just pillaged my shed while I didn't live there which was very nice of them. Um, in chat, Kai Fearing just asked, is that a bowl on the floor behind you, Gavin? No, I tell you what it is. It's the uh, the shitty ceiling fan bulb broke. And uh, that's the thing that was on my ceiling fan. Uh, but I thought it would be a normal... It's so boring. I'm not even going <laughs> to... It's, it's, it's just weird light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little thingy one. But it yeah. looks like it will kill me if I try and pull it out without flipping a breaker. So that's why it's still down there after yeah, a week. No, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. I like how you just don't put it like to the side or on like a counter or shelf somewhere. It's just like sitting behind well, you. Side of what? What do I need to put on the side of? 
just so it's not on the floor right in your shot. I, like, if I had a fucking <laughs> light bulb just on the floor, I'd be like, oh, let me get it out of my shot yeah. to clean this up. I think it's nice. The cats fiddle with it. I think it's a nice little uh, thing to keep there. Chat, I... chat was asking about it. They get distracted? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's good. Yes, yeah, so they're like, oh, look, what a what a visually interesting thing. I mean, it's no brick should wall. We... Oh, it's still all there. Grab one interesting thing in our vicinity that wasn't just immediately on the floor behind us yeah let's do a show and tell show oh i just happened to find this i don't know why it was just <laughs> down there on the <laughs> at least i was gonna say that i like i love your setup like it looks i don't do you have like a purple light or something it looks yeah. really cool we've got a light above us and then behind us um and they can they can go like golden yellow too but it's it's been like really nice just to give some dynamic you know, quality to our setup because there's like not much lot. going on here. Thank you. I have a uh, thank you note that uh, Bill and I wrote to me. Oh. Not to brag or anything, but we hung out once. A little cat tree. <laughs> oh, nice plant. You know, it gets Hold me on. through the days. I have Just a... know when I got to stick around for this, this guy. I have a picture of a giraffe. Ooh. What, oh, I was going to ask what Barbara had, but I just, just cut to the shot and I can see she's, she's grabbing stuff. I thought I wore pants today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought before the podcast, like, what if I have to get up at one point? Uh, I have the first episode of Ruby script and the Bloodfest script wow. in my room. So I thought those were like really special to me, really sentimental because it's like Ruby obviously is like a huge part of my life and my career. And then Bloodfest was like the first movie that I was ever, only movie I was ever in, so I think it's cool to have that. Oh, I have something really cool. The diamond YouTube button? <laughs> I have my penis from Laser Team. Oh, oh. My God. <laughs> oh God. Can you show that? <laughs> it's really dirty, because I ripped it out on the last day of filming, it went in the I mud. I was going to say, that's not even what I imagined the color of your penis would be. <laughs> you know? Look at this blur. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What else do I have? It's so classic. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything interesting where I'm sitting. <laughs> what about that what uh that brick? The fourth one from the bottom. <laughs> I have some toys. I have this little like my old roommate gave me this little like oh, cute. music box. That's just cute. I love that. Oh. She's asleep. <laughs> That's so nice. I mean, I have toys and stuff. Oh, oh it's shut the fuck up. Doing a podcast. <laughs> How unprofessional oh, of it to, to interrupt. <laughs> People are not happy with your penis and chat, uh, well, Gavin. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. Um, it's it's back in its drawer now, where it will remain. <laughs> that was that yeah. was the first laser team, right? Yeah. The penis? Okay. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> the occasional yeah, every, yeah. Like one ding every now and then. Okay, it's still going and I feel like it's getting louder somehow. <laughs> okay, Oddly so. enough, I felt like I heard it better once it moved away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read the uh, just earlier today that TikTok has now been downloaded 2 billion times. Which is mind-blowing to me. It's like a third could, of the world. Because there's only 7 million people in the world. 
You said two billion, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. What did, million, I do wrong? what did I do wrong? No, no, I was just making a dumb joke. <laughs> Um, okay, I was like, did I do my math wrong? Apparently, their their parent company is some company I never heard of. I guess it's a it's called Byte Dance, and their parent company um, is, a, is still a startup, and they're valued at eighty billion dollars. <laughs> wow! I think of the people. I don't know if you guys watch TikTok as much as I do, but there's people on that app, specifically this one girl named Charlie, who I'm sure everybody who has TikTok knows Charlie. She's like this 15 year old girl. She has brown hair, and she basically dances on the app. That's what and she does. has like, yeah, everyone does. But I think she like, that's pretty much all she does. I don't really think she like does any other content, but she has like some insane amount of followers. And I can't imagine being that famous on an app so quickly like that. Like I, that must be just mind blowing. I looked it up. Uh, it says 53.3 million fans, 3.6 billion likes. Yeah. It's half the that world. is insane. Like she's, she's got to be one of the most famous people in the world. She's sixteen. Sixteen. She How just turned. She just turned sixteen. Between uh, like one to sixty seconds, I think you could go up to sixty seconds, but I think you could make something as short as like two or three seconds. I don't know how the shortest you could do, but. I just feel like pumping out content for that kind of medium must be because we are on a treadmill as well, where we're like, okay, we're just constantly producing, constantly making, and you'll make a video that six months pass by and you've made, you know, hundreds and hundreds of videos since then. It's not like we're making, you know, one movie a year and that's our project. What we do is, is to an extent fleeting, but that this is like even more fleeting to me. Like, I can't even imagine. I don't have TikTok. 10 or 12 of these a day, these TikToks. Wow. Well, I think about this one. Like what it must be like for actors who have been in like <clears throat> 200 movies where I'd be like, do they even remember all the movies they're in? And then mm -hmm. I started to have that with like Achievement Hunter videos and Let's Plays where it was like, I would see a video and be like, oh yeah, I remember doing that one. But yeah. now I'm at the point where I see one and it's like, I don't have any memory of even making this. I, I wouldn't have even known I played this game. And it's scary. There's just too much. Well, it's a little yeah, different, I right? Like you, you do a you, you do a let's play, and it might take a few hours of your time. But if you know someone films a movie, that's several weeks, if not a couple months of time that they dedicate yeah, to it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I feel like I remember the videos I edited more than videos mm. that I'll be in. Because yeah. I spent so much more time with the content. Same. Going, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, and people like quote back things to me that I said, and I'm like, I do not remember yeah. saying that <laughs> at all. We could make it we, not be. We could slice this podcast up into like 60 or 90 TikToks, right? And just distribute it that way. <laughs> how, yeah. how would the penis bit do? <laughs> that would get deleted. We, we did a TikTok with an a inflatable penis. Um, it was like that trend where someone like comes in and then poses and then it switches to the object. Uh, and Chad did one as if he was the penis and it got taken down like immediately. <laughs> Actually, when, I know, um, it was really good. When Blaine came over to my house to watch The Matrix that one time, I answered the door with that penis sticking through my fly. And I thought he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he like just looked at it and then it wouldn't, he looked immediately away. I was like, <laughs> he like panicked for like five <laughs> seconds. Damn, that should have been, that should have been a bit I did during last laugh. Yeah. Oh, that I like that he, was, he didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable no, about he, your loose penis. He's such a nice guy that he didn't want to embarrass me. So he didn't acknowledge it. <laughs> I just watch that whole movie. Yeah, I just knob out while watching The Matrix. 
He just bows to you. (laughs) (laughs) The more I think about it, I do think Barbie are totally on about the bow culture. I want to be a bow culture. Me too. I think it would be a nice change of pace. I think that that shirt. More respectful. I think that shirt says that uh, you'd be interested in it. My shirt, or Elisa's shirt, or mine? Elisa's. I'm in my Rudy Kawaii shirt. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, that's a bow. That's a bow shirt. (laughs) But Elisa's shirt definitely says that about her. I think she's she's a summer bow. Yeah. Oh, you just you show off the sleeve. <laughs> it's like you know, show off this part. This is my sleeve because we're keeping things loose. <laughs> do you do you still edit, Elise? Um, it's like really sparingly. So like recently, I cut. You know, we did the PSA, um, and I I cut that, and then we did a quarantine vlog recently. It was just just everyone in Funhouse like showing off what they're doing in quarantine, and I cut that. But I, it, those are like few and far between. It's, it's more of a time thing because I do enjoy editing. And I sometimes I get like more of, of a sense of gratification from from cutting than I do like performing and stuff. Yeah, but I, I actually, it's not time. I, I no longer edit for Achievement Hunter. But the other day I just felt the urge to edit something really quick. So I just took a bunch of action replays that I'd saved in GTA and I just cut a little some dumb montage to music just because I cool. I just missed making something. And if the chat mentions Manuel Samuel, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think now too, like when we're in quarantine, we're trying new stuff. I kind of like, it's the sort of thing where I'm like, oh, this idea, like I really see it playing out in my head. I kind of want to cut it to see like, like the quarantine blog thing. I was like, I, you know, I know how this is going to look. I kind of want to see how it's going to turn out. And it was also just to like alleviate the workload from everybody a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, Speaking of quarantine content, I keep meaning to bring this up with you, Elise. We played, I don't know if you watched it. We did a video where we played Guess Who, where all the characters were like people from Funhouse and Ajima Hunter. That's and- brilliant. I, I, I didn't get to watch all of it, but I think that's like the most ingenious idea. We, we're definitely going to do, I think, more videos in that because, I mean, we loved playing it and I think the audience really liked it too. So let me know in chat if you guys want to see more of that. But uh, it was really fun. But there was one question where uh it because we were doing it only based off non-physical things so it would be like would this person ever be late to a meeting or something like like personality things basically and the question was would this person be able to beat barbara up and i was immediately dismissed you were immediately dismissed (laughs) (laughs) and then they were going through everyone and they got to you elise and they're like i think barbara could beat up elise absolutely and I was like, I don't know. Elise is feisty. I feel like you could take me. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm also r- really poorly coordinated. And I don't, <laughs> I think like you have to do something. T- I don't know. I don't know that I could, could psych myself. People were like, fight, like get into a ring and fight. I don't know that I could psych myself up. I thought about this the other day. Um, about fighting I thought if someone like attacked me on the street, would I be able to defend myself? And I was like, I don't know that I could get the ire in me to do it like even if it was warranted to, to fight back like i don't i don't know i think i feel like something happened at i think it was when we we're in australia during one of the live shows but we were like running through the audience and i feel like something happened with like some guy just not letting go of your arm 
and you just like ripped it away and then carried on oh, moving. Someone like some dude like grabbed my ass. That was your ass. And so oh, I okay. I pushed him. What's his name? Where does he live? Um, <laughs> well, I ended up like alone because we were up in the rafters during a Let's Play Live. And Adam and I had gone up together and then we had gotten separated and then it happened. And then the dude got like super aggressive with me. And then it was funny because it was, it was funny seeing the reactions of Funhouse and Achievement Hunter because they were both like genuinely concerned and uh, angry. But the Funhouse, it was funny because like when I told everyone in Funhouse about it, they were like, if you see this dude, like let us know because we want to go talk to him. And then when I, when Achievement Hunter heard about it, they were like, we're going to beat the shit out of this dude. <laughs> Yeah, I think the yeah. next time we did it, I'm not sure if it was later that night or on a different night, but I we were just like in like I was holding your hand as we were running through at one point. We didn't plan it or anything, <laughs> but we just like met up at some point in the middle. I was like, "Hey, come with me," because yeah. <laughs> we were just scared yeah. of that happening again. And it's unfortunate because like that's a that's such an anom anomaly, it, you know that that something like that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because our community is, is really, really great. I think, I don't know if it was like some kid that just, he somehow gotten drunk or something before it yeah. was, was being, I mean, it, it, like it's brought a friend with him. I, I again, like, like I'm with you, our community is so respectful and wonderful. It's, yeah. It's and that's why believe, I think but... we have the ultimate trust. Like most people would never run out in the crowd of their audience, but I feel like, yeah. you know, we trust ours so much that we do that stuff, but yeah, there's always, mm -hmm. there can always just be one standout lunatic who just makes it everyone scared to do it unfortunately yeah it's always some bad eggs here and there yeah it, that's Just why don't... we need heroes like the night raker <laughs> stepping up <laughs> uh, you almost got gavin to speak take there <laughs> halfway through so much. man if there isn't a, at least a comic at least a, like a one-page comic that rt animation <laughs> makes for the night raker come on like a new ip Move over, Ruby and Camp Camp. Here comes the Night Raker. The Night Raker. You know, I feel like the Night Raker could be a character in Ruby, too. <laughs> Night Raker and Ruby. Just like, is like, a rake, but it's yeah, like he, you in the in the in the mainline Night Raker canon, he'd be this like disgusting, you know, version of himself. But then when he's in Ruby, he's this like beauty, be, you know, beautified like anime Night Raker version. <laughs> I think what we should like do tuxedo mask. Stick, <laughs> we should stick rake dudes into the background of several projects, but every time the night that night rake is like, no, that, that's not him. That's not him. That's yeah, just a guy with always a, rake. a darkened silhouette. Yeah, until the true <laughs> night rake story is. No, yeah, that's the evening raker. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> spooky! Uh, evening does not have the same ring to it as as night does. No. Yeah, it's it's, it's very the hoe, There's like the dusk. I don't know the dusk sweep like. Well, we've already know. got the dusk boys. The dusk, yeah. dusk boys. Oh my god! I still want to do uh, that song. Was it hard to breathe? Is that what it's called? Gap? Yeah. I want to do that song, but with me, Jackie, and Meg, as you, Alfredo, and Trevor. Like, like shot us for in shot your the video. Shot for shot, us in your costumes, <laughs> like mouth. Obviously, like not singing, but maybe like lip syncing and stuff like that. I feel yeah. like that would be really fun. I would watch that for sure. <laughs> Is there a quarantine version you guys could co like cobble together? Maybe. I've, the, there's so many shots of like all three of them together though that I feel like it'd be better if we do it when we're all back together. God, we got some looks true. doing that. There were just people everywhere that day watching us <laughs> grinding and thrusting all over each other. It was a look, man. It was. 
uh, I don't know how I felt about it. It like awoken something in me. <laughs> I, just, I just love the fact that I have whatever that thing is where if a camera is on, embarrassment just goes out the window. Like that, I am like a shy person who's very easily embarrassed. But because there was just a guy with a camera, you just instantly like, oh, I've got, to, I've got to deliver on this, and I'm doing all this yep. like, <laughs> just the worst <laughs> move. Yeah, so embarrassed it's, it's, now. But it it's was funny. It. It's like once once the camera's on, then you have that attitude that well, you need to get footage or you need to do something yeah. to uh, to justify <laughs> it. Like when we did the uh, the documentary for conventions, it was like that. Like I did not want to. Uh, I was you know really shy about trying to approach some people especially like at the Abraham Lincoln convention. But then I was like, oh, we got the, we came all the way out here. We have the cameras. Like if I don't go out there and if something doesn't happen, then it's just a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. I also true. had that during the, not that it was embarrassing, but when I was in India with Bernie for the ASMR documentary, we were having this big argument with the, the luggage guys at the train, at the train station. And they were basically just ripping us off and we were back, we were going back and forth negotiating the price. And that was like my worst case scenario. I, I hated being in the middle of that, but because it was being filmed. I was just loving it. It was like a different level. I was just really enjoying it, like chiming in, like, ah, well, he's ripping you, know you off. Because we know the content. Yeah. But it's just so out of character for me. It's amazing that that can happen. Yeah. Change um, me, man. We've been doing this long enough where I guess it becomes almost like second nature. I, I think you don't stop to think about it anymore because it's just, it's just what you do. It's, it doesn't yeah. seem that weird, but it's been, we've been doing it for a long time now. Especially you. Three decades. Long, long time. Is it three decades? Yeah, it is now, isn't it? I was listening to uh, the first episode of that podcast you guys did with Bernie, the Stuck at Home RT podcast, um, which are available on the site. I think uh, the first one was free and then the rest of our first exclusive. Yes. Um, but I was listening to the first one and Bernie made that joke of you guys doing the podcast for three decades <laughs> or something like that. It's true. It's been three decades of excellence. Uh, but I think we're, we're out of time for this particular episode. So uh, we do need to wrap things up. Uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, we we have lots of live programming here on RTTV. We have a Funhouse coming up next with some an Animal and Crossing stream. I'll be there too, so I'm actually going to miss the post show because I'm going to hop on with Alana to play some uh, Animal Crossing. I think uh, Fiona, Lindsay, other Lindsay, a uh, bunch of us gals are going to be playing Animal Crossing after this on their stream. So stick around; you'll see yeah. me in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching RTTV, just stay here and uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Alicia. Great, you're all always so lovely. No, you. I'm more striking than lovely. <laughs> you brought us the Night Raker. No, forever in your days. Been here all along. <laughs> <laughs> he lives inside us. And the hoe. Bye. <laughs>